right, welcome back to Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. This has been a a week of changes, hasn't it, Chuck? Yes, ma'am. So That's the one thing you can depend on is change, as I've been told. This is very, very true. Um, Chuck, why don't you lead this off with a big thank you to everybody as you take a big swig yeah. of your Coke. I, timed, I used to be a waitress, so I just timed that perfectly. <laughs> Coke Zero, there. Yeah, would be sponsor. Um, yes, um, the powers that be at WCIA TV in Champaign decided they no longer needed us, uh, said that we could hang around till September, but we decided not to be lame ducks and said our farewell. And I just want to thank everyone uh, who has reached out to us. So many um, people. Uh, yeah, email, uh, social media, uh, so many ways. I know I'm sure you've heard too, but uh, people have just been so nice in express, expressing uh, their disappointment as far as what happened, uh, as far as how much they're going to miss us. Uh, and, uh, you know, you don't have to miss us, just come here. But still, it's, it's different when you turn on the TV and there there we were. So I just want to say thank you to everyone for, for reaching out. It really has meant a lot to me. Same to me. I actually am rather overwhelmed by the responses that we've gotten from so many different people that I don't know and have never met, but I truly appreciate each and every kind word that has been uttered. And um, all the, I, I, I'm just kind of speechless by how many people have reached out to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But yes, you can still find us here, Real Talk with Chuck and Pam, on Facebook, on Twitter sometimes. We're changing over to threads. Um, Instagram and of course Facebook as well as our website. So mm -hmm. without further ado, um, let's start with the first one. I would like to start, if this is okay with you, sir, to start with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I love it when they put a colon in a title because it's just so much more fun to say that mouthful. You you did very well with that because you, you usually give up on those colonated <laughs> titles. <laughs> colonated, yeah, no, colonated is, is a word but it is now <laughs> it is now i like that i like i think i might like that more than they No, i did like the movie a lot i was actually surprised tell us about the movie because most people might think that this might be more up your alley than mine and i think they're going to be quite surprised when i wrote my review i said that i never was into the turtles oh uh because that came out when i was in college okay so i was you know very much preoccupied with other things were you um, yeah. And even with, even though I love superheroes and the whole comic book thing, even the whole premise of that seemed a little silly to me. So I never got into them. This is actually, and I probably shouldn't even make this confession, but sitting through Mutant Mayhem, it's the first one of the movies I've sat through with them. Is it really? The very first one. Yeah. And I knew the story, you know, the origin and all that stuff. I knew the cursory, you know, just the outlines of it. Um, and Mutant Mayhem does a great job of catching people up. If you don't know what's going on, we get a great recap of the origin uh, through Splinter. Uh, and for those of you living under a rock, this radioactive ooze comes down into the New York sewers one night, and it infects uh, a rat who then mutates into Splinter, and then four baby turtles who mutate into, I don't know, humanoid turtles? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and Splinter names them after Renaissance painters uh, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, and uh, Leonardo. And he teaches them how to uh, protect themselves uh, by teaching them uh, martial arts. 
And they, of course, are, you know, when, when we put teenage, I think is the key part of the title. Yes. Uh, because uh, the film picks up and these four, they're just, they are all over teenagers. I mean, their minds are bouncing around from one subject to the other. Uh, they, they talk over each other. They're very insular as far as their whole uh, self-image. And they want to be part of the human world because their um, Splinter has told them, humans don't do good with anything that seems other than them, anything different. And Jackie Chan has a great time voicing Splinter. Uh, he, he warns the boys that they will be milked by humans. And, and, and that becomes a recurring joke, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but the kids, they want to be part of the human world. They can't help it. They come across this young reporter, April O'Neil, and there's a series of uh, thefts being occurred by somebody called Superfly. No one knows who this person is, but pulling off these strange thefts of these huge machines, uh, and no one can't figure it out. So the turtles get on the case, and wouldn't you know it, Superfly is in fact a mutant like them, a big fly, uh, voiced by Ice Cube. And he encounters, they encounter all these other mutants too. There's a couple of rhinoceroses. Uh, there's a uh, alligator, I think. Uh, there's a bat. Uh, all these other characters who are all screwed up as well. And you know, I, I suppose that the message has got to be given in an obvious way, but I thought it was a bit too heavy handed, this whole theme of, uh, yes, we all feel different at times. We all feel ostracized. Uh, inclusion is important. Acceptance is important. I get it. Even, you know, the little kids that this movie uh, maybe uh, pitched to are going to get it. And I guess that's important. I think that but is. The yeah. But the visuals of as this film are incredible. Um, I did a little reading and the directors wanted to style it after the type of drawings you would see in a teenager's notebook who are uh, bored in class and they're doodling and things. Lines that are unfinished, colors that are garish, not everything shaped the right way, these jagged little scribbles here and there. I know it sounds awful, but it's incredible. It is really, really cool. And the humor is there. The music, oh my God, the music even is great too. Isn't it? Isn't uh, it? it was, I mean, this was just such a pleasant surprise, a really pleasant surprise for me. I really had a lot of fun with it. It does fall into the pattern of superhero films where the ending's a bit too long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it does. But it has so much charm, I didn't care. I completely agree with you. In fact, I think I might even like it more than you, Chuck, which is kind of crazy to think. Um, well, when you set expectations low, you're pleasantly surprised, you know? <laughs> this is very true. I did not want to go see it. I, mean, I haven't gone to see the other ones, or if I did see them, I have zero recollection of them. Right. Um, but I think the heavy-handedness with the positive message, can we be too heavy-handed with a positive message, especially with kids going to school and especially in our world today? I don't think so. I if left. Anymore, you're probably right. You know? Yeah. Um so I think I think that'll hit home and you're and I agree with you too with the with the whole humor. The humor was there for adults as well as children. Mm -hmm. Tough thing to do, but the writers and, and there were a slew of writers on this. Um I, I think who who was it? Seth Rogan was a big part of it, Evan Goldberg, yeah. Chuck Rowe, and so many others. But and the, Rogan the, is one of the rhinoceroses. Is this is this? Is this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, they do a great job of making this appeal to adults as well. So you're not dreading going to see a kid's movie with a bunch of kids. Um, 
I really loved the animation as well. I thought it was unique. It was also, and, and this is, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. I usually don't like this frenetic imagery in kids' movies, but there was something that was just so much more, it energized me and didn't mm -hmm. irritate me the way some of these kids' movies that are frenetic bombardment visually and auditorily do. Mm -hmm. um, music's so much fun. It was just, it was fun from start to finish. The energy was there mm -hmm. and I truly did love the message. And yes, it was heavy handed, but I left the movie theater uplifted. And that's a good thing. And the four kids who do the voices of the turtles. Oh, they're great. God, they're, they're, you, you talked about energy and that's what reminded me of them. I mean, they're into it. They are into it. They brought these these animated characters to life for me. And I mean, you could tell they're having fun. And right. I had fun too because of that. Right. Well, and an all-star cast. And I like the way you say ice cube as opposed to ice cube. <laughs> it is two words, isn't it? It's two words, but it's, it's somebody's name. So I just found that interesting because I think of an ice cube and then I think of ice cube. So I saw him in a hotel in Austin one time. Super chill guy. No pun intended. <laughs> I told you this story about when I got dumped in an interview with him, didn't I? No. What happened? And there was a big junket that came through Chicago for 21 Jump Street. Love uh, it. And I was told I'd be interviewing um, Jan uh, Channing Tatum and, uh, gosh, the other guy. Not Seth Rogen, but... Uh, oh, uh, Jay, JJJ. Jay, Jay. Uh, Jonah yeah, Hill. We, what? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill interviewed them and then the publicist says well let me take you down the hall to cube and i'm like what but yeah you know we've got cube here for you to talk to too i had nothing prepared nothing at all zero zilch and i'm going in and you know he's got this persona of being you know and i'm like i'm oh jesus what the fuck am i gonna do but as you say get in completely chill completely yeah. chill i was able to kind of gather and and come up with some random questions and then you know that when you get into an interview, sometimes you'll ask a question and suddenly there's an opening to take it a different direction. Uh, and, and that happened, thank goodness. But uh, yeah, not his persona, thank goodness. Yeah, right, right, definitely. It's so cool that you got to meet him. I'm glad that I, I had a brief encounter with him. Hello, hi, that was yeah. good. <laughs> good guy, good guy. Very good you guy. You know, the reason, one of the reasons we do this, one of the reasons that makes us bearable, really, is when we get surprised. And there was one that really, this week, that surprised me. And I have a feeling it really surprised you too. Uh, so why don't you take a take off on that one? I, I will. I will happily do that. It's called What Comes Around. What an intense and chilling <laughs> thriller. And not in the way that I thought it was going to be. There is there's some horror there but it's all psychological it's smart it's real and calculated it's about a um a young girl teenager turning 17 her name is anna played by grace van dean i believe her name is uh pronounced um wonderful young actress i can't place where i've seen her before do you know offhand where we've seen her i don't know but she reminded me of a young rachel mcadams Okay. All right. I can see that. And she's, uh, she's, you know, playing on her phone and, and she's actually connected with this um, older young man who is into poetry like she is. And they're having quite the nice conversation, the romance online, if you will, until one day he shows up on her doorstep, which totally creeps her out. On what her birthday. 
on her 17th birthday. That is relevant here. <laughs> um, it, and, uh, you know, I really like Amy Redford is the director on this and it's an adaptation from a play, I believe. Um, and I like the way she directed Grace to respond to that situation. Mm -hmm. um, she was taken off guard by it. She was horrified by it. She felt it to be, quote unquote, aggressive. And, mm -hmm. and in some ways it was. Um, and then her natural kindness and compassion comes out and she opens the door for this young man in more ways than one. And his name is Eric, played by Kyle Gellner. And when he enters this family's life, all hell breaks loose, but not in the way that you think it's going to. Um, this is, like I said before, it's it's surprising. And every corner that this takes, it rounds to a different scene than you think it's going to happen. It is not your classic horror movie. It's not that type of movie. Um, we find out that um, Beth, who's played by Summer Phoenix, she plays Anna's mom in the movie. She's a single mom having raised Anna on her own. She's engaged to Tim, played by Jesse Garcia. And um, when this family meets Eric, um, we see that there's a lot more than we realize. There's a past here. Whose past is, is no? Don't say anything else. Oh, I won't, I won't, I won't give anything away. There's, there's a past here that we don't know anything about. And that's where the horror begins. Um, the reactions, everyone's reaction. This is such a such an authentic movie. Everyone, no one overplays their parts. Everything is understated and real. Um, and we journey down this 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 road with everybody as they react to the truths that are revealed. Um, Grace Van Dien is is amazing. Um, Kyle Gellner, what an incredibly difficult and complex role he has. Um, we we like him, we don't like him. We go through, you know. I don't like him at all. <laughs> um, you didn't have compassion for him at any point? No. Okay, I did. I did. No. I mean, I um, understood where he was coming from. Okay. But. Okay. Um, I had compassion for him. Um, this is truly the most disturbingly psychologically difficult and uncomfortable movie that is gripping and you have to watch. You are mesmerized by every aspect of it. And here's the cool thing. It was filmed in Park City, Utah. And for those of you who knew, know me, know that how much I love Park City, Utah. So it's kind of cool to see that as well. I had a feeling this one was going to hit you a little harder than me. Uh, for obvious reasons once we get to the surprise and you and I it's hard to surprise us I mean not right? we're smart it's just we've seen so many movies it's like oh, okay this was a genuine shocker wasn't it and I liked it because it was logical once you saw all the pieces falling into place it wasn't cheap they didn't yeah. cheat at all it all made sense it was real it was real you know and, and that surprise wasn't the only surprise either they right. keep coming, and those made sense too. Yeah. Uh, it and I'm glad. I think that was the thing I liked most about the film. It did not insult my intelligence. Absolutely, um, it it told a story incredibly well. Now here's and and again, if you know me well, you know that that I frequently 
quote Robert Redford as saying, tell a story, tell a good story and tell it well, and you've got a good movie. Um, Amy Redford is Robert Redford's daughter, and she takes a good story and she tells it well. She's an incredible director. She really, she really finds a way to, to really cut to the core with these performances without ever being garish or over the top. Well, I think I, I think she was she obviously has an eye for casting because I'm I'm not sure how many how often they rehearsed this. They must have, you know, prepped it uh, again and again. But she obviously has an eye to see that this is all going to fit together. Right. The kid, what's his name again? The kid who uh, Kyle Gellner. Boy, he is good, right? Because you see him. He's what about twenty eight at this point? The character, yeah, yeah, but. His performance is anchored. He's a child. Yes. He's a child. And boy, that ain't hard to, that, that is not easy to pull off, yeah. but you can see that he is stuck and that, and maybe I should have had more sympathy for him. Maybe this guy just did so good of a job that I just couldn't get past it. Okay. And maybe the whole parent thing kicked in with me and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. But kudos for to the actor. I mean, he just knocked it out of the park, as did the young lady. They oh, all do. They all um, do. Summer Phoenix does as well. I mean, playing the mom in that situation. Great part. Great Ooh. part. And what an ending. What Perfect. an ending. The Poetic. final scene between mother and daughter. Boom. One last little dig, one last little surprise for us. And just leaves you. Wow. And another great thing, it's 85 minutes. We're <laughs> not... We're, no, but seriously, we're yeah. not screwing around here. And this is to Redford's credit, because this is not the type of story where you want any lag time. You want to keep hitting. You want to keep us on our heels. Once we figure out what's going on, you want to keep us on our, our heels and not have any, you know, lag in there. And, and kudos to her for that, too, because this thing just cooks. And uh, I was just... It speaks to its intelligence. And I also think that there, and and we've also talked about theatrical performances versus stage performances. And I and this was, I believe this was a play and you can feel that timing because when you mm -hmm. have stage production, yeah. you can't have downtime. Otherwise people are snoozing and someone's, you know, throwing something at you. Not that that's ever happened to me, but yes, you have to have that timing down perfectly or you lose your audience. So I can see that in this film. Smart movie. I have a feeling this one's going to stick with me for a while. Oh, I, I know it will with me as well, for sure. Uh, what else do we have this week, sir? You know, one other that stuck with me for a hmm. while. And I know you haven't seen it, so I'll be real quick. Okay. A horror film called Talk to Me. Oh, yeah. I kind of wanted it just with the title. I kind of wanted to see it. The title is the whole thing. Okay. The title is the whole thing. And you don't realize it until you start watching this. This movie is all about alienation. This movie is all about how the you know this generation, the teens, have uh, just walled themselves off with their phones and the social media, and no one ever has a true connection with each other, uh, and, and how this eats away at you. Uh, it all it's it's filmed from Australia, okay, actually, and uh, it all deals with this hand, this petrified hand that has been covered in plaster and these teens get a hold of it uh its origin is uh you know dubious uh it is said that the actual hand that is in it was a from a psychic 
who could see things. And of course, you know, it's all this bullshit that teens go through and everything. And everyone gets curious about it because apparently when you grab this hand, you can see dead spirits. Okay. Well, no one believes it. Our three principals don't believe it until they go and they see this. And the one young lady tries it. And wouldn't you know, she sees dead people. Not Joel Osment dead people, but other dead people. And her mother has recently died. Aww. Uh-huh. And guess who she ends up talking to eventually. The trick is, though, is that you've got to let go of the hand after 90 seconds. Because if you don't, then those spirits take you over. And then there's no coming back. Uh, takes a little while to get going. Uh, but once we get into the premise... Uh, you, there's one surprise after another. This, the ending, oh my God, the ending is so perfect. So, uh, you know, and we've been talking about how endings suck. Yep. There have been good endings lately. Barbie, right. great ending. Oh my God, right. Uh, you know, what comes around, great ending. Talk to me, great ending. It just fits completely to everything that's going on. Great performances. And again, you know, I love the horror films that actually have something to say. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing about us not making true connections anymore right. is really at the core of this and that and then really as again you don't think about the title until you watch the movie it's like oh i get it now oh and when you grab the hand yeah you see the person you have to say i let you in and when you say that then they share what's going on uh, i let you in so really cool little movie go with Kristen. go with okay Kristen. oh Kristen <laughs> love that she what? loves she hates horror movies she does. She does. I know she went to that that one horror movie. I can't remember the name, but I really liked it. And I'm looking over. I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have brought her. She, really? That surprises me. She is petrified of horror movies. But yeah. Ah, drag, her, drag her there anyway. Drag her. Is it in theaters or is it also yes. on VOD? Okay. No, in theaters. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Um, you also saved me from two <laughs> movies. Two movies this week. Tell us about the two movies that you saved me so that you can save everyone else from seeing them. Well, one, no one's really going to see because it's on POV. It's called Another Country. It's about a Native American woman whose grandmother dies and she takes a nomad land type trip across America to make connections with her culture. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's boring. It's pretentious. It's arty. It's skippable. Just skip it. Skippable. I like that. You're coming up with all sorts of new words today. Yeah, Mr. Vocabulary is here for a visit. And <laughs> then even one that I was more surprised was The Meg 2 with Jason Statham. Not that I was expecting a good movie. I mean, no. But even with Statham, I mean, I, there's always something there, some cheesiness, some good action, some something. And you got Jason Statham and giant prehistoric sharks that are as big as, you know, a tractor trailer. This is going to be fun. Right. Should be. So boring. So absolutely boring. Why? It How could that be boring? It's not tense enough to be scary. It's not silly enough to be fun. It just spins its wheels, spins its wheels. It goes nowhere. The sharks and everything don't really start munching on folks till about the last half hour. That gets repetitious. The special effects are that I was stunned with how bad and boring Meg 2 was. Jason Statham didn't have a sense of humor and do anything funny? No. Oh, my goodness. I have a feeling he wanted to, but it's the script's fault. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, I know you I know you're a fan, but huge fan. Huge yeah, I know. fan. I know because I know you love his acting. Oh. Uh but yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, even he couldn't, you know, couldn't save this. Okay. Go back and let my go back and watch my favorite Jason Statham movie, Wrath of Man. I will. I will. You hated that movie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like I like watching him. I gotta be honest. It's like, you know, you're Kate Winslet here, you know? I like that. I, I I like watching him. You admire his talent. I admire a lot. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that's a lot of movies that we just covered today. Five different movies. It's feast or famine during the summer. And, is, and but we have too. we have a wonderful feast out there between Oppenheimer and Barbie and what comes around and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Talk Man, to me. Talk to me. You can find a movie for every taste and then some. Exactly right. There is something out there for everyone. So so that's good. That's good. What do we have on board for next week, Chuck? You're always next, on top of that. Next week, we've got a, uh, a movie I'm very curious about uh, called Jewels. Oh, yeah. And Kingsley in a comedy? Let's see what he can do. <laughs> yeah, about a suburban family. I think it's him and Jane Curtin and they adopt an alien. Okay, so Jane Curtin is no stranger to alien stuff. If right. you remember uh, Saturday Night Live. If there's a, <laughs> the if there's a conehead joke in this movie, <laughs> I'm going to give it a positive review. I don't care what happens. There we go. I think I think that's a good bet to have. <laughs> uh, and also next week, uh, uh, take an expansion on a short chapter from the novel Dracula, uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, a uh, horror film that's coming out. I'm quite interested in that one, actually. Yeah, I've read that book many times. I love Dracula. I know it backwards and forwards. This is like one chapter in the book okay. uh, where he is traveling from Transylvania to London. The boat comes in. Everyone's dead. We don't really know what happened. Apparently, this movie's going to fill in that gap. Cool. I think that sounds like fun. Yeah. And I think there's a couple other things next week. We'll get to them when we get to them. All right. That sounds wonderful. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into our weekly, relatively weekly podcast. Um, and thank you again for all of your support through this been kind of tough for us this last week. Um, so thank you for your support. And we do appreciate your uh, support on all of our sites. And please keep coming back and listening. And hopefully we'll have some exciting news for you in the next few weeks. And we'll let you know where we land. We will land on our feet, though. And then we will sit down in our seats. Have a good week, everybody. 